0: Let's do some hot takes on uh, movies so far in 2019. Sure, definitely. Uh, All right, endgame.
1: I personally thought it was a great finale to what has been built up in the marvel cinematic universe so far and uh you know to relate it to what we've been talking about today like just the visual effects in that movie are spectacular Mm -hmm. um i i can still look at thanos as a living breathing person um because just just the effects on his skin and and his facial expressions are just they're mind-boggling and um the, the movie as a whole, though, I thought it, it really held the emotion of the series. And they found every which way to bring back characters that I didn't even expect to see and make it work so well into the story. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, like, the emotions were heightened because you were calling back to Every single film that's been made in this series so far for the last 10 years. And they, they literally tried to answer every question that we didn't even think we were going to get answers to. I mean, Mjolnir with Captain America, like just one of the most mind-boggling moments in the whole film. And we never even knew it was going to come. And that's what was so brilliant about this movie. Moments that we never even expected. And how could you how could you find moments that we wouldn't expect in a movie that we thought we were going to know everything in? You know, like, it's just it was amazing that they were able to do that.
0: I just I liked it, uh, but <laughs> but I don't like how they handled time travel.
1: I completely agree. That's I mean, cause it's the like one thing I hate.
0: Oh, uh, well, we can't get Black Widow back because, you know, the the whole thing It's like. But I mean, Gamora's back, right? Yeah, and she—that she, that, she died and on, from the same thing, and you just stole her from another universe.
1: And on top of that, what I what I really dislike is, so they they debunk Back to the Future, right? And how, uh, you know, that's not how something. time travel works, right? However, it's a bit bullshit on their part because they actually debunk it. And then they literally tell us that it works that way Yeah, in the same breath, because now at the end of the movie, they send captain America back to put all the stones back. Right. So if he puts all the stones back, you're telling me that the parallel dimensions don't exist anymore. And now you're back to back to the futures way of time travel so it makes no sense to me why they acted as though they were debunking it but Except
0: now on, you know, thanos is dead in the past but not really and, which doesn't and Gamora, really make sense you could just work take her either. from the past and bring her to the future you could do the same thing with black
1: widow well, she yeah
0: or just well, throw uh their tony stark into that time suit again and make him young like you did with paul rudd or not tony stark uh captain america yeah, yeah. yeah. make him young again they well, like didn't he did want with paul that rudd. Yeah. I don't think
1: he wanted that. Yeah, who cares? But, uh, look, who cares what he wants?
0: Look. Or Tony Stark? <laughs> I, you have the time stone. Why doesn't uh? The, why don't they do exactly what they did in the previous movies and just uh, have uh, Doctor Strange just reverse Tony Stark until he's not dead anymore? Yeah, uh,
1: they, I mean,
0: they, they did. It, they did it before. They did that exact right. thing before, not with Tony Stark on but like they they did it before. It no, just like, I mean with Vision. Yeah. So it's like all with right, Vision
1: oh. with Dormammu. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly you you could just do that but that's why don't you but but, no one has. the
0: the thing is that here's here's the issue is that they proved that no one has to die and that that everything can be perfect and they already revealed that uh it it doesn't matter that they can just do whatever
1: the hell they want Anyway. They can, but I'm hoping that they don't.
0: But the thing is, the fact that they didn't, when they know that they could, if they made it hard and fast that, like, oh, you can't do this, or you Mm -hmm. can't do that, uh, then a lot more people would still be dead instead of just Tony Stark and Black Widow. Right. That's it. That's that's the only
1: people who are dead. Uh, Spoiler alert. Well, I think think the thing that bothers me... um... The only other thing, all right, there's two things that bother me. The only other thing that really bothered me in the movie besides the time travel was the fact that, okay, so cap goes back. He puts back all the stones. Fine. I could buy that, but you're going to gloss over the fact that he not only sees red skull again, but what, how does putting the soul stone back work? We've never explained that. We've never mm-hmm. explored that. So you're telling me that when you sell a soul to get the, the soul stone putting the soul back doesn't give you a soul back you know what i'm saying like it doesn't make any sense like if if they one one day in the future decide like okay are we ever going to resolve that like they really should show cap meet up with red skull like them have some sort of close to their story because that never closed and then on top of that show like okay By returning the soul stone, you get a soul back from the soul realm because the whole point of the soul stone in the comics anyway, is there is a realm inside the soul stone. Mm -hmm. So when they give that soul stone back, he should have been able to choose one that he loves back from the soul stone. And obviously that would be Black Widow. I mean, he there's no one else he knows of that was stolen by it. But but he loved her just as much as Hawkeye, uh, Hawkeye did, I'm sure. Like well, they had a huge connection throughout the films, so let's let's go beyond that. How did he touch the stones to put them back? Uh, some of them, I agree, and um, it's hilarious because earlier today I watched the how it should have that's, ended. That's what it made me think of. It. Captain Captain America uh, putting the stones back, and I and I don't really, I'm not very fond of their videos anymore. I think they're kind of an echo of their former selves, eh. um, but this video i i I liked for the most part except again like deadpool at the end was just kind of silly but if you do want an interesting take on that i think watching that video would be great for anyone who's Mm -hmm. interested okay now i think we should kind of move on yeah yeah so that's
0: endgame uh let's just stick uh real quick uh for Mm -hmm. marvel because the last ones that came through uh captain marvel
1: we already talked (sighs) about how you like the cgi Yes, I did, and that was probably the best part about Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. I, think, uh, I think, I think I love Brie Larson as an actress; she's she's great. But I just thought that her role in this movie was very lackluster. And if they were planning on setting her up for Endgame, it was a big fail because her in Endgame she was she was pointless. But when we talk about Captain Marvel, I like the overarching story, I guess, and uh, the characters are interesting. But she was just very bland for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't. I just didn't like how she played the character, and I'm hoping that they expand that into something else. Like she, she reminded me of a moody teenager more than a woman who is empowered to you know face off against an entire race of aliens. Well, you know? see, that, but there, there
0: you go. See, it's not about empowerment. It's about being an apathetic Superman. Hmm. that that's that's what brie lars Brie not that's what captain marvel is in this series uh anyway and i'm fine and with she's that, just but like, like eh, i don't really care yeah i i you know in the scene in and back to Endgame, game uh where like it's all like oh girl power we're all gonna do this together and she's just yeah. like yeah no i'm just gonna fly through the ship and blow it up and, and then it's just like oh okay so not really
1: girl power just you power so you you have the ability it sucks that we come back to Endgame anyway, but I guess it's it's gonna happen. We're talking about Marvel, but so they built her up, they built her up, they built her up, right? Mm-hmm. And I think all of us just assumed that she would take over Adam Warlock's spot in Endgame, and she'd be the one that would destroy the the Infinity Stones and the Gauntlet, or or take it as herself and say this is an otherworldly device that someone else should govern and I am going to take the responsibility. But they didn't do that. They glossed over that and they allowed Tony to to you know to be this hero to tell you the truth, which is really stupid in my opinion, is the fact that they made her out to be this powerful being that can literally take anything. Why didn't she put the gauntlet on when she took it from Peter and snap her own fingers? Instead, she made they they made this whole stupid chase out of it and then the gauntlet got taken back by thanos and she could have stopped it before that it just became kind of silly they need to make
0: the movie longer
1: they needed no no they needed to bring it back to tony so that he could have his moment and in my opinion so that he could be written off because he doesn't want to be doing these movies anymore I I guess, honestly, I love the way his story goes and I love the way it ended. But in the end, like Captain Marvel did not impact that story at all. And it was a disappointment. Yeah, it was a disappointment. And she changed her hair. Yeah, It was a disappointment that they even made this movie to bring her into Endgame. Because to tell you the truth, it would have made a bigger impact if she was just introduced after Endgame. Yeah, Like there was no point to her. So ultimately, uh, as a whole, Captain Marvel as a separate movie, I thought it was a nice throwback to the 90s. It was interesting to see, you know, little 90s uh, references Mm -hmm. and comedy here and there, you know, like her in the in the like uh internet cafe trying to learn how to use a computer and printing in the on the old printers with the with the tear off edges like you know all those things were very funny and interesting and it was a nice it was a nice take on a, on a marvel origin story that we didn't get to see before um but ultimately it's mediocre compared to a lot of other marvel movies out there all right, uh, far from home <sighs> i loved it I loved it. To me, it is it is by far one of the best Spider-Man movies um, that has ever come out. You mean and Night Monkey, is... <laughs> the best Night and Monkey think, movie? Yeah, that's what I meant. And I thought it was one of the best Marvel movies thus far. Um, I I really enjoyed Mysterio. I'm not a big fan of Jake Gyllenhaal, but I thought he did a he was great awesome job in this role. movie. He was awesome, yeah. and that when they finally, I'm sitting there as a giddy nerd the whole time when he's lying to them Mm -hmm. just my you know my wife she doesn't know anything about Mysterio he's he's you know he's he's a known Spider-Man character but but a lesser known you know he's not Green Mm -hmm. Goblin he's not he's not Doc Ock he's not Venom you know like so like he's known but she didn't know anything about him so throughout the whole beginning of the movie when he's lying through his teeth Mm -hmm. I'm just laughing and I turned around I'm like oh wait until you see this like and when I finally got to the moment where he where he reveals what he's doing. It was spectacular. Mm -hmm. And Uh, I just loved, loved, and I just loved that they, they showed the backdrop of, of how he's using the visual effects and see we're back. We're right back to visual effects and uh, how he's, how he's using visual effects and and holograms and all that, because that's exactly what Mysterio does in the comics, but they were able to, just like everything they do with Marvel Cinematic Universe, they were able to try and make it as realistic as possible in the world we know today. And drones were the perfect way to do that, and it made complete sense, uh, as much sense as it could anyway, and I I thought it was spectacular. And, you know, aside from that, it was a great story, for for peter you know just Mm -hmm. seeing him try to pick up the pieces after tony's death and this this crazy uh chaos that happened in the world and him try to live up to that that man and in his shadow and i'll tell you it was a very emotional moment when he's in the plane and he's he's building his new spider-man suit and he's you know like it was definitely a huge callback to the first iron man Mm -hmm. and and john favreau watching on as happy it was it was a way for him to watch on as his character but it was also a way for him to watch on as the filmmaker that started this whole saga this whole universe because john favreau is is like the grandfather of marvel he he created iron man in this universe he was the one that pushed for for robert downey jr to play that character and um and i thought that was that was a very cool moment for him to be able to look on as like i have created the future generation i of love this, led zeppelin of this world <laughs> yeah okay. I oh my god it's so great it's great it's great because um it, <laughs> They just, they know, they know what they're doing. The the comedy is just so well-written in these movies when it's, when it's comedic and, mm-hmm. but when it's, when it's emotional, it's just, it's emotional too. Like, I don't know, man, when he was down and out, I was like, man, they, they really made me feel for him. And, um, and as one last thing about this movie, so I'm a huge fan of the original PlayStation Spider-Man game mm-hmm. and, um, the Mysterio fight in that game reminded me so much of the illusion part mm-hmm. in this movie that I was just like so excited for that scene. And it was so well done. And I happened to looked agree. Great. I, I thought yeah. that was fantastic.
0: The all of the illusion, uh, the illusion parts were just like the world uh, collapses around him and nothing is right. what it seems. I, I thought that was great. Yeah. Uh, really well implemented. It just really worked into the story. Great. Uh, the so i assume you stayed past the credits because you know how marvel of movies work. Of course.
1: Uh great, right? Like well, uh, both scenes were fantastic. Well, yeah, yeah. I jumped I jumped out of my seat for the first one. Mm-hmm. And then the final the final scene was it was more like ah. Oh. Well, so there are hints but
0: throughout the movie. I know Cause we so I, he'll, we, we've he'll seen t- it twice now. Yeah. Cuz he'll he'll call him Nick throughout the whole thing Mm. everyone calls him fury
1: interesting
0: Uh, i didn't
1: catch that part but i did catch like she talked down to him mm -hmm. a lot in the movie yeah which you know uh maria hill doesn't really do that much and and also a lot of the way nick fury talks throughout the movie is totally not like right. how he's spoken throughout the series right like is... you could tell he you could tell he was a caricature yes of, yes. of himself it was you know was like, like all right like uh... bitch please you've been to space <laughs> when he said that in the trailer i was like eh, that was a little goofy yeah, but, but now i kind of get it because yeah yeah because he's he's like how do i play nick Fury? you yeah. know like you say, say, all right uh, funny. uh this, this is gonna be a slightly different role
0: uh mr jackson uh you're going to have to play nick Fury. Yeah, that's why I'm here. No, no, no. You're going to have to play someone playing McFury. Fury. <laughs> real, real. I thought that was awesome.
1: No, it was. And I'm excited. See, that made me more excited for the future of Captain Marvel. Right. Than, than Captain Marvel herself. Because now we're actually going to be doing something that Captain Marvel
0: actually cares about. And maybe she'll show some actual interest in. And maybe she'll just right. solve the problem quickly. without, Or, or we'll find her foil and you know what well she definitely needs a foil yeah because right now she's just uh apathetic superman
1: all right uh now the most important movie that came out for 2019
0: detective pikachu
1: i mean i went into that movie thinking i was just gonna you know whatever i was seeing it because my wife wanted to and i was like eh, i'll just see it. it's probably gonna be a fun movie whatever honestly it was a lot better than i thought it was gonna be and i enjoyed it i came
0: with the bar so low like yeah. i mean i'm like okay so it's just gonna be like deadpool but with pikachu but it was which it was i mean it was well it that's <laughs> ryan reynolds but right uh i just the the way it was done the, the way kind of mm. like the little twist at the end like yeah i thought the
1: the, the climax was a bit weird I thought where like Bill Nike's character yeah. like became Mewtwo, and I was like, "Yeah, this is getting a little weird." But at the same time, it it it's... didn't ruin the rest of the movie. But that's, at the same time, that's what lost it was. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. At the same time, it's like whatever. It I didn't go into this movie thinking I was gonna love it anyway. Yeah. So I didn't. I didn't care. It didn't bother me. I was yeah, pleasantly I surprised.
0: It. Uh, I mean, I th- I'm like yeah, all right. I'll just watch it. It'll be entertaining. Uh, but. It wound up being something pretty great. Uh, I I liked yeah. it. I think that I mean, when you look at that next to uh we see we've seen a Sonic so far. Uh, Ugh, <laughs> let's not even talk
1: about it. Um I, I, I don't know why Jim Carrey does these things to his career. Well no, so <laughs> I, I think Jim Carrey is the best part of that movie. That's fine, but that movie Oh you know, it's terrible. That
0: movie. Terrible idea. <laughs> um have you seen us? I know you're not really big on horror. Uh,
1: I have actually. Okay. And no, I'm not big on horror, but um, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna shamelessly plug AMC here. But uh, AMC has the A list now, so Jackie and I pay for that, and we get to see three movies a week um, every month. So uh, yeah, so we we see a lot of a lot more movies now than we used to. But I am very selective for certain things. Mm-hmm. I do look at reviews and things like that because I still. I don't know. I don't want to waste my time, but Us was one of those movies. I I thought Get Out was a very interesting film, mm-hmm. and it made. And when I saw the trailer for Us, I was like, "This movie looks amazing." So I was already interested in it, and then when I saw it was getting great reviews, I was like, "All right, that's that's a plus. I'm definitely mm-hmm. going to see it now." So we went to see it, <clears throat> and um, I initially I loved it. I thought it was great. I, I was really in for the twist, and I, I pretty much kind of called it kind of like they never really explain exactly, but my, I called it five seconds in. I, that yeah. Yeah. My theory has always been like, even before seeing the film that like they were clones of them and it seemed like that's what it was, Mm -hmm. but they didn't really go into complete detail. The thing that lost me was the fact that it, it spanned the, the whole country, I guess it seemed like just the whole country. I don't know about the world, but To me, it would have been more interesting and more sensical if the town that she was living in were doing experiments underneath the town. Mm -hmm. But because they made it the whole country, it became really kind of, I don't know, too silly for me. Uh, I wanted it to be more rooted in
0: reality. Yeah. And like, what happens if, like, you marry someone from England and then you have kids, then those kids don't exist in that underground
1: thing. And then, right it just it gets really that when you start to think about yeah, it it gets y- it gets really you can't think silly. about it too much uh right which which is not good for your audience right. because as soon as you start asking questions you start to poke holes in it and you're like yeah maybe it's not as good as i thought so but, that's how, that's honestly how i feel about it <laughs>
0: but uh looking
1: mm-hmm. at the i mean where did they get
0: all those scissors too but that's beside the point <laughs> uh ignoring those things uh, yeah, the cinematography was great. Oh yeah, the music, yeah. The music was, great. was great. Yes, the the, the yes. background uh music, which was um, I got five on it, but just like slowed down mm. and done with like a uh, music box tones. Sure. Yeah, uh, that was great. Uh,
1: it, it was the just... acting. Oh, well, the acting. I'm not even
0: gonna sure. go into the acting was
1: great yeah. uh, jo- jordan peele is a great writer and a director mm-hmm. like i'm i'm just gonna put that out there like i, I am very excited oh, to see wh- what else he what does what a great
0: controversial opinion you have there <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's not uh, no it's yeah. it's not controversial it, it, of course oh.
1: of course of course of course but maybe <laughs> i don't know if you got <laughs> No, i did reference. yeah oh, okay. blue ck we shouldn't say his uh, name too bad though, because, too late i already know.
0: said it um <laughs> i'll fix it in post so uh Uh, yeah, no, I, the creepy, like, movement stuff, that's what, like, gets Rachel.
1: Uh. I know. And Rachel is who? Uh,
0: yeah, uh, exactly. Um, so. (laughs) We're gonna cut that out in post, two, I guess. I don't care. Uh, so. (laughs) There was, like, some weird, like, why, why did she, uh, I guess, I guess they kind of explain why she talks weird, because the clone thing, like, crushed her throat, and, uh. I I don't know there's just some little things about just like I don't know why you made the choices that you made for this
1: but that's that's how I agree like he you know it's funny because he writes dialogue so well and Mm -hmm. so realistic but yet some of his I think the biggest thing he has a problem with is world building Mm -hmm. so which I don't I don't really put on writing as much world building is its own thing that you don't necessarily have to put into a screenplay. Yeah. So I, I feel like very you know like very few people can world build uh, effectively. Mm-hmm. You know, George R. R. Martin, JRR R. Tolkien, yeah. uh JK Rowling, you know, like it it really it stems from a lot of uh book writers more so than than film yeah. film writers. Really, I mean, really anyone with two uh letters before their name. <laughs> well I was gonna change that because I was gonna say one of the one of the only ones that I can think of that come to mind that effectively built a world in a movie is the Wachowski um, Matrix. siblings. Siblings, I, I think that's—I don't know what you call them now. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, because the Matrix, as much as a lot of people hate the the movies past the first one, the world building in the Matrix carries the other two. The movies. The reason why is because they don't try to explain things they
0: uh, oh, build the world and then you fill in those gaps the problem that they I agree ha- happened the problem that happened with us is that they tried to explain too much mm-hmm. uh with just subtle little well, they, they tried to explain things with certain details and when they did that some of them weren't
1: complete so the right well that's what that's what I've noticed Jordan Peele does terribly mm-hmm. and I and I and I wish he would get out of that trope and that cliche because he he falls into the trap of blatant exposition which we both hate mm-hmm. and um and I saw so many different ways in the move in us specifically that he could have gotten rid of all his blatant exposition and told the story without it and it would have been it would have made the movie much better but it two specific scenes one of uh, two of the only scenes his main character speaks she she blatantly explains everything mm-hmm. the first time they sit down in the house and then the time in, at the end where um lapidi nyungo's clone self i guess is is trying to kill her original self and she's explaining everything it's Mm -hmm. like why did you feel necessary to give us all that information dump at those moments in time it just didn't do anything to push this story forward yeah you you showed us this underworld environment you showed us you showed us that there are bunny rabbits and and weird uh uh cubicles and and housing underground that was enough for our minds to go huh I wonder if they were cloning people. Like we yeah. all thought it. They didn't need to explain it. That and like the the, the little things, like
0: the scissors of symbolism. Yeah. Uh did right. we be really it could have uh, if, yeah. if they would have just taken like uh just like metal shank things made from the lockers? Yeah. Like, that
1: would have been interesting.
0: Well, the, but at the same time, then, t- then, then, I mean, yeah, you, you miss out on all the symbolism of like cutting the threads, like keep <laughs> them together because they're puppets. And all uh yeah. all right. Okay. But now, now that you've introduced that, you also, uh, introduce the question of where'd they get all the freaking scissors? Where'd they get right. all of these frickin' golden scissors? It doesn't make any sense. Where, where do they get clothes down there? Where did they get yeah. all those bolts of red cloth for the jumpsuits? If they made them themselves, right. or where? Right, right. Like you, when you start doing stuff like that and not explaining those, it's it, it makes you think like, oh, all right, but yeah. why? Because the scissors are such a. Uh, it, it's literally stabbing you in the face <laughs> the, with the scissors. And, and it's yeah. just like, okay, the scissors, scissors are important. And, but then you start thinking too much about the scissors. Like how are the hell do I get agree.
1: all these scissors? I did. I, I, I agree with you completely that and the red jumpsuits. And then when you get to the end and you're right, the two big things that are, are just like big in your face the whole time isn't even explained. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have to, they didn't have to like, explain it so much like all he had to do was because originally to me the red jumpsuits I was like cool when they when they show that they're clones this is what they were wearing because they don't have real clothes down there they're clones they they just they all get thrown a a generic jumpsuit but apparently they do have clothes down there because right so then he poked a hole right in his own movie and i was like well that was stupid yeah and then again with the scissors like the scissors could have easily been like maybe these were scissors that were there from the fucking uh you know surgeons or whatever Mm -hmm. or the 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 whoever was was making the clones because i don't even know what they were the tethered but you know whatever i digress let's move on uh all right what was another movie um i mean I'm going to mention a movie that I don't know if you've seen, Probably but I'm going to mention it more so as a way for, uh, you know, like, you should see this. But recently, um, we saw Midsummer. Okay, I heard of it. I don't remember exactly so, what it was about. So, um, you guys have seen Hereditary. Yes. Directed by yeah, yeah, Harry Yeah, it's, it's
0: directed by the same guy,
1: right? Yes, it is. Yeah. And I will tell you, we haven't seen Hereditary, and it's not a movie I'm that interested in because it's that's the type of horror I'm not in, I'm not interested in. I don't like supernatural horror. That has like its own, ho- that movie has its own problems.
0: Uh, yeah, that are just okay.
1: like I I don't get good. why this happened. And I... good to know, but I will tell you, I've never seen it. And Midsummer, I feel, has rarely a problem that I can see as I'm watch as I've watched it. Okay. And um, I'll be completely honest, it is a fantastic film for anyone who hasn't seen it. It's a very indie movie, so I'm not sure if it'll be playing at a theater near you, but it's a great movie um, to just sum it up. A young girl has a traumatic experience in her family and uh, her boyfriend is going to Sweden with friends of his. Uh, he, he has a Swedish friend that is going back home for a midsummer festival at in his hometown. And uh, she goes with them. And let's just say this festival is not what any of them expected, especially her. Okay. And I'll just leave it at that. And um, honestly, dude, it was a really, really great movie. And uh, seeing it from the seat of these characters, you know, it's, it's just kind of like what I'm doing with uh, this, this movie upgrades, you know, you always have to have a way into the story and these set of characters are going into a world they don't understand and seeing it from their point of view is just phenomenal and so well done
0: Uh, have you seen annihilation
1: yes great movie underrated great movie
0: we just what my uh, cousin colin was here visiting we uh oh cool it's like one of his favorite
1: movies so we watched it uh i thought it was good i thought it was really good and uh, the ending I thought was fantastic because again they don't try to overly explain anything That's in that movie.
0: The point I'm trying to make here is that they yeah. don't overly explain it, and later and they do this. I, they I do the talking, same thing in Midsummer. I was talking with uh, oh. Colin, and I'm, and I'm like, "All right, well, I won't, I'm, I don't really, I didn't really get this part." And he's like, "Well, it's because you know the." The, they, they mentioned it earlier about the people being self-destructive and having in their nature. And each of those people ha- was, you know, there because they, not because they want to survive it, but because they, you know, were comfortable throwing their life away. You know, this right. person has cancer. This person's kid died. You know, this person tried. You know, does self harm. Like it. Whereas Natalie Portman's character is there because she wants to beat it. Like she, it's, she's not there because she's given up. Uh, yeah. so it i mean like all right but there, see, it was it was something to talk about the movie uh later on it wasn't yeah. a a well, passing it's interesting
1: that it's interesting that you said she was there because she wanted to beat it because ultimately i thought because i agree with what you're saying everyone went there uh because they had a reason to die basically um uh, or they didn't have a reason to live or not or not do this crazy thing mm-hmm. that may not but that may kill them. But um I actually thought that yes, maybe a dual reason. Yeah, she she was combative and wanted to do this, but she also was trying to um defeat the lie in herself that she cheated on her husband. Mm-hmm and and she finally faced that truth while she was in there yeah. and then that 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 was like a releasing feeling for her to finally be able to come to grips with that mm-hmm. reality because she was you could tell throughout the whole movie like they were beating around the bush until they finally got to that moment where they revealed that she did cheat on him and then you're like oh well what the fuck now we know that that's why yeah. you know she she was kind of searching for him but she wasn't she was searching for Herself in there, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So, and she found herself. Did she <laughs> see? That's that. I love that am- ambiguity at the end too. Because is it her that goes back, or is it not? And if you try and watch that movie and like pay attention to that dance they do at the end, mm-hmm. you're never gonna figure it out. No, nah, uh, I'm you're sure. So. And that's and that's the beauty of the movie. And mm-hmm. that's the beauty of it. And I and yeah, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. Um. Uh, the, uh, I'm not sure if you guys have seen it, but if we're sticking with 2019 films with w- Annihilation was not, yeah, yeah, uh, it, we're sticking with not, but 20 ni- something I saw yeah. in 2019. So. <laughs> no problem. But uh, uh, if we're sticking with 2019 movies, uh, Toy Story 4. Have not seen it yet. Okay. So I'll hold off on that. Maybe we will catch up on that next time. Mm-hmm. But uh, I will say pleasantly surprised, completely unnecessary, <laughs> but uh, but a very well done movie.
0: It, that's That's kind of what I've been hearing
1: about it yeah yeah so uh is there
0: any other thing that i actually like cared about that i saw
1: i feel like we probably are gonna think of something like another movie that we may not have mentioned or whatever the case is yeah but that's why that's why this is going to be episodic yeah. we could always come back with something else
0: uh, and real quick so we don't have to talk about it again game of thrones mm-hmm.
1: yeah so I mean, I don't, Did we talk about the ending at all prior to right now?
0: Uh, No. So the last time
1: yeah. we really talked, uh, we were talking it probably, the it was
0: like the, we were three early. episodes
1: in. Yeah. So the long night yeah, yeah. would have been the episode we talked about. Awesome.
0: So. What? Awesome episodes. I mean, except for being way too dark. I mean,
1: great. I, I, I mean, strangely enough, we didn't really have that problem here. We were yeah. able to see everything. Yeah. So, uh, but again, did you guys watch it on the projector? I yeah. would think you did. Yeah. So I'm i I think it's strange that you guys also had that issue with the darkness because I, I mean I just turned the brightness the problem, up on the projector and it, got it you. was fine because I think the problem uh, the problem a lot of people were having was they were watching on very small screens and they probably had their contrast pretty low and they so had on and the so forth. lights on in the room and exactly which you you know Game of Thrones is not meant to be watched on a TV I'm sorry it just isn't it's the that movie. show yeah it is it's it's a it's a television movie you know like uh but anyway so ultimately i am one of the very few that enjoyed this season now do i think it was rushed 100 percent. do i think they could have fleshed out the story more do i think they could have fleshed out daenerys's downfall more of course they did of course they could have um do i think that it that the ending was not what it should have been not at all i i completely agree with um brand that and the whole daenerys and john revelation like i think we all deep down knew that eventually daenerys was going to finally go the way of her father and john was going to be the one that was killing her like we all thought that the biggest the biggest surprise was bran like you said but Mm -hmm. at the same time as it sunk in as i watched the episode more than once i was like this makes sense because you can look all the way back to and we can go further back but just go back to hodor right so a lot of people are like well hodor died for nothing and i'm like but he didn't he died to bring forth a new world in Westeros. Like, mm-hmm. like he had a purpose and it was amazing seeing that like every single little thing, if this is the way George RR R. Martin is planning on ending the books, which I'm crossing my fingers that it is because it would be stupid that they would change the ending. I understand like they had to change the roadmap and maneuver around certain things to get to this ending because they didn't do exactly the things he did or they didn't, they didn't have all the things that he's going to do. But ultimately they were coming to the same conclusions. They knew that Bran was going to be king and they knew that John was going to kill the and she was going to go crazy. They knew these things and that's why they did them. That's why they Here's came to these conclusions. where I take issue, all right? Mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. that even on the
0: smallest thing, like Hodor, yeah. that whole... the Door? Yeah, the whole thing throughout the entire season leading up to the point where he dies uh mm-hmm. it's like oh okay this had a more significant meaning yeah later on and when you get to daenerys her entire story arc uh
1: winds up being completely pointless because yeah but you can say I, that about a lot of characters in game of thrones mm-hmm. or a song of ice and fire the starks in general can you i don't i don't yes. think so Rob Stark has a huge story arc that literally just gets cut off. Literally. Yeah. No pun no, no pun intended. No, no. You said literally, <laughs> so they pun intended. Uh it happens all the time no, throughout the whole series. But the thing is that is I think the reason why a lot of people, blow. including yourself, are are so taken aback by it is because it was rushed not that it wasn't it's not that it was rushed it's that Mm. uh
0: daenerys didn't (sighs) her motivation uh if earlier in the season uh, or in the seasons uh she showed even the slightest hint of like this type of madness uh, but I think she did. Uh, she didn't, though. Like she, she did. She didn't. She didn't.
1: She. Uh, we re. She killed. watched the, the entire series. She and, killed the masters. I, uh,
0: the, uh, the masters. The mm-hmm. Uh. And uh, okay, I get that. But then she she wanted the people to bring about their own, you know, salvation, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then she did that for every place that she went into and then she goes to king's landing and if she was following suit if if her thing was like you know what, i'm but just going to But you also have to She you also
1: have to take you also have to take into consideration that daenerys felt like she was pushed into a corner because ultimately I know where you're going I get what Whoa. you're saying. Is, that, is that, that no? But
0: I I understand where you're going. I've already I've already been down this road. In that oh well, with who not me? Yeah, no, no. It, it, it just how I, did Rachel I rationalized that, yeah, it I to myself? Is who's Rachel? So uh, <laughs> so what I rationalized it to myself, and I'm like, all right, well, I mean, I guess if she's gonna rule with fear, then uh, but they, it, if someone, uh. It, so there's this thing going on uh, specifically not specifically in Florida, all over the place, but it's happened a lot in Florida recently where municipalities are getting hacked and okay. their uh, stuff's being encrypted by this uh, crypto locker stuff. And then they have to pay out like half a million dollars to these people in uh, order yeah. to get their stuff decrypted or else they just lose it because they they have good insurance, but they don't have enough money to throw at you know good IT practices. So it's this whole thing that's going on where if they would have just backed up their stuff or if they would have better, you know, security in place, it wouldn't have happened. But they're paying enough to their insurance companies that their insurance companies are covering the cost of the ransom. Uh, Gotcha. So let's say you're a municipality and this happens to you and the uh, the hackers say, give us, you know. Half a million dollars and you'll get your stuff back. And they pay the mm-hmm. half a million dollars and they don't give you your stuff back. Okay. The next town that you hack, are they going to pay? No, they're not. They're not going to pay because you don't give them their stuff back. You just take the money. So there's no right. point in them doing it. They'll they'll spend that money and seeing if they can get it recovered, which they can't, but they'll they'll try. They'd rather throw it at that than a known bad.
1: But
0: right. Daenerys is not setting an example here for other people. It's like, oh, well, if you don't show loyalty, if you don't surrender to me, I'll burn you. No, no, they surrendered. They surrendered. Mm-hmm. They, they they said, yep, take her. We, we don't care about Cersei. You win. You, GG, bro. You got it. And if she was ruling with fear, that would be enough. Or she just, you know, go and torch the Red Keep, burn it to the ground, But leave, you know, the people there. Just burn down the castle. And then you're like, that would be like, oh, okay. So, at least if we give in to her demands, if we follow her, then she won't kill us. And that is how you rule with fear. Uh, What she did was kill anyone who could tell her story. (laughs) So, now no one has any any reason to follow what she says. Because it doesn't matter if they uh, go with her or not. So she's not she's she'll be the ruler of ashes which is exactly what she said she didn't want to be. Right. So it, it it seems like uh it just it, it doesn't make sense for the character.
1: What, what I think happened. So so now hear me out. So from a writing standpoint, what I think happened was They ultimately knew where things had to go, but they tried hard to bridge that gap because where Daenerys was at the time book five ends, she's not, she's not there yet. She's not to that point where she is this character that she ultimately will become by the end of a dream of spring, which is, which is you know george R. R. martin's last book whenever that will never come out and and winds but, of um, winter winds of winter first at the end of dream of, of course but i'm just saying uh, i do ultimately believe that these are the way his characters are going to go he, it's his plan however um i believe that they were having trouble finding a way to bridge that gap and they george R. R. martin wrote them into a into a corner because they were like okay Daenerys has to become evil by the end of this not evil but like she's misunderstood and she does something so terrible that we she can't come back from it and they're sitting there like we have two seasons left how do we resolve this how do we make this work and they look back at everything that was done and everything that she said and they were like okay it's not much But it's something we have to work with, and we have to try and make this fit into her character. And ultimately, throughout the fan base and reviewers, it didn't work. It didn't hit because too many people were in love with this character. And I completely agree with you in the fact that it was rushed. And I keep saying rushed because if they gave themselves more time to flesh out this idea and flesh out her turn it would have worked, but they didn't, they didn't give themselves enough time. They could have given themselves two full last seasons instead of six and seven episodes or what was it? I'm sorry. uh, Seven and six episodes, but they, they literally could have done two full seasons, Mm -hmm. but they didn't, they didn't. And it, and it, and it fell flat for a lot of people. I look past it because I ultimately, I know what they're trying to do. And I understand where they were going with this. I just wish they gave themselves more time. They could so have that had more time. They chose not to. They could have. They chose not to. And I've been hearing through the pipeline that this was actually Disney's fault, which is crazy to come back to this. But Disney has hired David Benioff and D.B. Weiss to make a Star Wars trilogy. And supposedly, <sighs> yeah. And supposedly, um, they were pushing for them to finish Game of Thrones so that they could get started on this new trilogy. So they were in a hot seat and they kind of had no choice because i guess they took the deal however that doesn't mean that you ruin the one thing that literally made you famous yeah and that everyone will remember you for so regardless of the fact ultimately i enjoy the story i enjoy what they were trying to do i i i can see throughout her history where she would go this path But I do think that there needed to be more moments leading to it. Um, And for me, my understanding of what she what goes through her mind. And I think there needed to be a whole episode after she does what she does to get in her head. And that's that that in itself could have helped. Um, heal that wound for the for the uh, fan base because they would have sat there and been like oh now we feel conflicted but they literally gave you half an episode to try and sympathize with her not even because she opens the finale (laughs) like a fucking tyrant you know like so they didn't even give you a half an hour to sympathize with her they gave you literally a five minute scene and And that was a bad move. They should have given you an entire episode like previously in Game of Thrones where a whole episode would literally just be people walking around talking to each other. And that's what they needed with Mm -hmm. her. They needed a whole episode of her Her explaining herself. Uh, her right. reactions, to everything
0: going on, and uh, agree to show how she's and doing and why she's making the choices that she's doing. And in the end, exactly. she wound up not making a choice, she wound up just being like, eh, I'm just gonna do this now. She, right. her hair got tussled up and, and, <laughs> and weird. So they left Starbucks on the table. And they wow, it, it just like, you know, what I, I think that speaks to the whole thing is that the value of the production value went down it writing and
1: so untrue because and and that's why it it bothers me so much that people people think they they know how this season went down but like dude if you see yes db weiss and david benioff may have been pushed uh like like they were like here's some scripts and they may have like set themselves aside from this project but you have to see how many people just put their heart and soul into this last season and i know and and honestly like if you haven't wrong
0: scene on the on the thing in order to put into the the final cut and the, they said oh we need this one but we need this one where you know this person's looking here and the person in the editing room is like oh yeah yeah i'll describe this one instead or uh never got the memo to not use this scene because of the cup in there and it, it,
1: oh well i'm not even talking about that i'm just i'm just saying overall like okay so did you watch the last watch the documentary that came out the week not. after it ended I did not. Well, dude, Wesley, I will tell you, it will make you feel completely different about that last season, and it is an amazing watch. I'm not, it's I'm not better... saying people didn't put their hearts and souls into the thing.
0: No, no, no. I'm saying I that understand. there was absenteeism at the top. And
1: I agree. Uh, and this, like, this isn't it's, just It's like when a, it's like when a corporation knows that they're going under and everyone else in the corporation is still putting their heart and soul mm-hmm. in it because they don't realize it's ending. And the CEO is like, I don't fucking care. I'm just going to sit here and smoke cigars in my office and like, work for Disney. Yeah, uh, exactly. It,
0: yeah. No, I, I get you. I mean, there's just no reason why they wouldn't be giving it their all. I mean, it's, you know, it's something right. that, it's a passion project really for all of the people involved however yeah. there's it, it shows you the the depth and breadth that uh issues at the top can uh hmm. can ripple through and I to, regardless agree. of what the people involved want and this is not just a rag on uh uh benioff and uh what db weiss Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just a rag on them because george rr martin had his uh hand to
1: play in this too because he's been i mean honestly i blame on the i blame him the most in all of this because they did their they did their darndest to, to adapt his storyline mm-hmm. all the way up to season five and it was fantastic yeah they they had to change a little bit here and there but for the most part they followed through mm-hmm. they followed through and every season was just as good as the last well five was probably the most lackluster, but at the same time, season four holds up as probably the best season throughout the entire series. And um and honestly, if George R. 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 Martin would have finished those books, we wouldn't be having the same discussions we have today. Absolutely because not. the show would have been done justice and on top of that, people would be yelling at George R. 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 Martin instead of them yeah. for the, the thing ending. Is- yeah,
0: now uh, the the problem I have is that how is this and the reception to it going to color, how George R. R. Martin writes
1: the rest of it? Let's hope not because that would be a yeah. real cop out
0: uh and then, in addition to that, i when it's written out in the way that George R. R. Martin wants it to be written, I don't think it'll be bad. I'm pretty sure it'll be I agree good. with. you. It might be a little boring.
1: but yeah yeah, at this point but it will be the boring we needed to sympathize with daenerys and her character exactly because like ultimately see how i see it is that in that in that final like last three episodes she realizes that she will never win over westeros and at that final moment where she burns the city alive she 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 kind of knew that either i'm just going to try this myself and go for it or i'm going to get killed trying and that and that was the end of it and like that was her last ditch attempt to like say to john like try and do this with me but i think she ultimately knew where it was going the the problem go. here that the real issue there is and this is why i
0: am having trouble with uh a lot of the writing on this is that Daenerys's character became so one-dimensional uh at least in how it was written because we didn't mm-hmm. have a long all all she had to do would be like, hey John uh all right I got chocolate you got peanut butter let's mix them up and see how it works <laughs> now even though John was still weirded out by the whole ant thing yeah. uh it could be like it hey, that doesn't matter as long as you'll rule by my side she never said that she said, as, as long as you're you know one of my loyal subjects we're, we're we'll no, be good
1: at the end there she wanted to rule together yeah at the end after she I burned understand. the city i'm not disagreeing i already said i agreed that everything was a little rushed and there wasn't enough time to dissect anything and
0: and it's not like it, it was almost a joke in that they uh, various and uh and Tyrion discussed it and like, well, if they get married, I, I mean, it's perfect. Then he has the love of the people, she has the firepower. It's it's perfect. It, it's a yeah. They can do it together, and uh, they can temper each other, and that that would you know, be a strong duo. It'd be great. And if at any time Daenerys, on her own, aside from after she went fucking about crazy, decided, <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, instead of me just leaving you as like a, a royal subject, how about we just go in this together since we've both lost gravely? And, and, and like, John would be like, Daenerys sacrificed the things that were nearest to her heart in order to get us to this point, in order to save the world. It, like, I can see why John would be, you know, loyal to her, but why Daenerys didn't. In, say hey why don't we just get married for political reasons uh mm. because i could see that they already you know really like you and i'm an outsider they, they're they not going to go to me directly like that but if you're with me like it's just so simple and it's like it just well and Daenerys problem... was
1: too one-dimensional to consider that as a, a thing well a big problem with this season as a whole was they literally had to dumb down all their characters yeah. to put them where they needed to be so they could finish the show out and answer all the questions that they knew they had lingering in the air. Yeah. I mean, Tyrion's a perfect example of that as well, where he literally does all the dumbest things he's ever done in the whole series in one like fell swoop. So, yeah. So, I mean, it's... It was unfortunately a bad writing move on all their parts to just be like, or for yeah. I mean, it's not just DB Weiss and David Benioff that wrote these things. Yeah, but, I know. Um, you know, it's a bad, it's it's a bad writing, just bad writing to just be like, hey, we know we have to get to this conclusion, so let's just ignore obvious plot holes and. Nobody will notice, Mm -hmm. you know, like, like, how do you ignore the obvious plot hole that the Night King raises the dead? Like, how do you ignore that plot hole? It's just, it's just pure stupidity. And for, and for Tyrion or Jon or Bran to not mention it, Mm -hmm. it was just, just, come on. Hey, let's
0: throw all our most vulnerable... In the place yeah. with all the dead people, that will be raised and
1: up. plot armor to the teeth because yeah. no one got hurt anyway. Yeah. So and that bothered me. That bothered me the most. I actually think even though it was it was a great episode, it was also a terrible episode. No one the died. Long night. The long night was literally probably one of my least favorite episodes in the whole season. Leon, and, that's and why I think died. It, yeah, that's it. I think. Name it, another and, notable character. Uh, yeah J- what's Jora? Jora, Jora, who should have died two seasons ago yeah uh Daenerys should have died in that scene yeah well plot armor but that's but look anyway anyway the point I'm trying to make is like everyone everyone applauded that episode as being amazing but I felt it was a lackluster ending to one of the biggest storylines in the whole series I agree and and at the same time people applauded it yet i enjoy the way they ended daenerys story and people are like outraged by it it just it just blows my mind that like a storyline that was so integral to the overarching of game of thrones all the way down to literally the first scene in game of thrones and the first scene in a song of ice and fire that you can just cut that off right right before the last 3 episodes and not even an explanation as to how easy was that, guys? Wasn't that easy? Yeah, it was pretty easy. No, there was not even there was not even a talk of it. really. The en- Daenerys ending was the ending of a much longer and thought out season. I well, yeah, I agree about that.
0: It it wasn't the ending to the season that w- we were given. Uh,
1: it wasn't the ending we deserved.
0: Well, no, no, no. it, it was just the I'm not ending saying we. It's it's the what ending right now. to how it would have been done if the season had been written
1: and shot properly. I agree with you. Like that last episode, mm-hmm. if if you if you close your eyes for the rest of the season and you just watch that last episode, it's a. I think it's a fantastic episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I agree with you. There's there's definitely not... missing episodes in there.
0: Yeah. <sighs> Which but is anyway. crazy to say when you have feature length movie length episodes. Every episode, or pretty yeah. almost every episode. I don't know, but yeah. yeah uh, so that's that's pretty much all I can muster out for uh pop culture.
1: Uh Yeah, I mean, I could go, I could go on. Like we could talk Stranger Things. We could I talk. haven't finished Stranger Things. Okay, well we'll save that for our next podcast then. Mm-hmm. So for this podcast, I uh, I think it's over. all right that's a wrap that's a wrap fix it in post there we go